What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Spectators. Today, we got playoffs, we got no-nos, we got everything in between, and it's going to be a good time. My name is Julian. I'm here at Brooklyn. What's going on, brother? Yeah. Not much, bro. Just enjoyed this weekend. A lot of good games going on. A lot of bad games, too. Yes. A lot of bad games, too, during the week. We'll, we'll talk about that a little bit. Just a little bit. But, yeah, I'm good, bro. How you doing? Same. We're, we're full gear into NBA playoff mode. This is one of the best times of the year. Uh, the first round's always a crapshoot, but then once we get into it, it gets a lot better. We had the play-in tournament that we talked a little bit about going into last week. And, uh, mm-hmm. boy, did it feel relatively useless, let me tell you what. Uh, there, there was one game that didn't go chalk, and it's only two of the six games that weren't full blowouts. Uh, yeah, it, it, it kind of felt exactly what it, it was going to be, where it's one of these teams is pretty good, and the other one's not very good. <laughs> Yeah, bro, it, it was it was tough. <laughs> Especially starting off, right? I think the first game was this Pacers-Hornets Pacers, Pacers um, Hornets game. Hornets. And a lot of us had yeah. a lot of high expectations for the Hornets just because they, they played well towards the end of the year. The Pacers have been all over the pace with their, their coaching and whether they like playing for him or not. And Hornets are finally healthy. A lot of people felt the Hornets were going to come out, play well just not the case. Sabonis and Miles Turner played their butts off uh, and just mollywhopped them. Just just ran them out the gym, honestly. It was, it was bad from the very beginning. Bro. Yeah, this was this was, was never a competitive game at any point. No. Just at any point. At all. Yeah, and, you know, that that was the play-in to get to the second game, right? So then you had the other play-in, which was involving, what was it, the, the Wizards? Wizards and the Celtics. And and that was a blowout. I mean, the Celtics just mm-hmm. cremated them. Yeah, Jason Tatum drops a 50 bomb right on their head, bro. And just absolutely smokes them. And honestly, I think that worked out better for both teams. I think uh, Washington's a better matchup against Philly and I think Boston's a better matchup against Brooklyn granted Boston's not a good matchup against Brooklyn just kind of how that goes um <laughs> so I I mean we kind of saw it in this first game with Washington and Philly that was actually a pretty decent game it was and Washington was. was up for a, a good chunk of it until kind of Philly settled in took that home <laughs> court advantage and kind of just ran with it they've been really good at home this year yeah, I, we were watching the game together, and I said to you a good handful of times, like, are the Wizards going to do something against the Sixers? Like, And every time I responded, they, no, but maybe. Because, <laughs> oh. I, I mean, they, they were playing well, so it, it was cool to see. But that's the thing. If you're playing well and you're losing games by double digits, that's, that's not the sign you want. Not at all. Not <laughs> at all. So, yeah, the... The Eastern playing games were not particularly good because then the Wizards go and get the Pacers and they blow them out the water. And it's just like, well, what are we doing here? What was the point of that? Yeah. The Celtics were the seven seed. Washington was the eight. We could have just had them in. Now they played two more games. Now we got two more days off or rest in between these playoff games to give them some It's uh, whatever. It's a whole thing. Now, at least the Western Conference playing games were a lot better. This is true. They were a lot better. 
uh, in pretty much every way outside of that first Memphis game where it was a blowout and then it got better and then it kind of got away from the Spurs towards the end there. But that game was, we were watching that one together too, I think. And Memphis was out, up like 26 early. Yeah, it was nuts. It was, it was really nuts. It, it looked like it was just going to be another blowout. And it was like, damn, man. Like, again, what are we doing here? What are here? we doing here? <laughs> is, is anybody going to show up? No. And yeah, well, no. they they showed up just a couple quarters late. Yeah. You can't show up to the party late and expect to see all the good parts, have all the good memories, you know? Uh, <laughs> the other playing game was kind of what it lived up to. It was a weird one, though. We had the, the Lakers and the Warriors, right? And the Warriors dominated the whole first half. Yeah. But the Lakers just didn't seem to care until, like, it was time to care. They just had it fully turned off. And then they're like, okay, now here we go. Let's rage. And then they just turned it on, took the lead. LeBron went crazy in the fourth. Hits a game winner, seeing triple. Hitting triples. Poked in the eye. Yeah, that that was nuts. That was insane. And, uh, I mean, LeBron's been really good when he's been playing this year. The theatrics have been out in this playoff already, though. We're, we're two games in the Lakers playoffs, and this is Oscar nominee territory. We're heading in. Yeah, Le- LeBron is going for it, bro. He's he's always been a, a little bit of an overreactor to sell stuff, which is fine. It is what it is. But um But he's going for I, it. I saw year, I, I, I saw a funny post and it was total time spent on the ground. And it was LeBron was on the ground for eighty seconds for getting poked in the eye. Okay. Sure. Last week. Kevin Pillar got hit in the face by a 94-mile-an-hour fastball, broke his nose, his fully swollen. I don't know if you guys saw the picture. He looks like the dude from the Goonies right now. He was on the ground for 36 seconds. I saw the same post, but evolved. There was another incident where Joe Burrow obviously just explodes his knee. He was only on the ground for, I think, about like 50 to 60 seconds. Now, that's pure adrenaline. Keep that in mind. When you when your knee snaps in half, that's pure adrenaline that you're just like, I can get up. Yeah. Getting poked in the eye, that that kind of hurts right away. You know. <laughs> you know. And he he was rolling around. We thought that it was done, that LeBron was out of there, and then he's back and now he sees three rooms and just so happens to wet it. <laughs> Ryan Curry's mouth for the game winner. Yeah, in the same spot that Kyrie did it to Steph in the finals, too. Same spot. Mm. So that's tough. And then the Warriors lose a heartbreaker in that game. They played really hard. So now they get Memphis, and you're thinking, okay, the Warriors should have an advantage here. They beat Memphis in the last game of the regular season, but it took Curry going crazy to do it. And they just didn't have it in this game, honestly. I think that this was kind of one of those games. It was closer than what it felt. Like, it felt like Memphis fully was in control for a lot of it. And that's a big part to Ja Morant. Yeah, I mean, Ja, the the numbers aren't going to, like, jump out to you for the first two games they've played. But he has been so in control, which is just very 
dare I say, like Chris Paul-esque, where the numbers are good. You look at him, you're like, yeah, that that's nice. But like he does so much more up above and beyond when it yeah. comes to the playmaking and rush, uh, controlling the pace, controlling the tempo. And it's a big deal when you're the main ball carrier, you know? Absolutely. I mean, getting support from uh, Dylan Brooks, Jaron. Memphis was looking good. And like you said, Golden State just didn't really have it. Like, outside of uh, Curry and Wiggins, like, Draymond drops a whopping 11. That, that's always And great. granted, Draymond's 11 was, like, more impactful than anybody else's because he was playing. He actually played really well in this game. Yeah, like, Jordan Poole dropped 19, but even that's, like, just very quietly. Yeah, and, and I say, you know, this game goes to OT, right? And I say John Moran's numbers don't stand out. He has 35 in this game. But it was, like, it, it didn't feel like it. It just felt like he was in control the whole time. Yeah. Uh, but And then you get Memphis. So now they're the eight seed, right? And they're going against the best team in the NBA all season. I mean, from start to finish, Utah was the best team. And for the last game of of the the weekend, you had Utah and Memphis. Uh, Memphis comes and punches Utah in the mouth, right in the mouth, bro. Right in the mouth. Dylan Brooks, like you you brought you mentioned him earlier. I think he had thirty two in this game. Uh, thirty one. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it was one of the Sick. it was one of those. It felt like the Wizards game, right, where. Memphis was up early. They had control. You know, Utah was kind of rusty. They had a couple days off. I believe it was like almost seven days off. Yeah, it was. It was a good amount. They, they were rusty, bro, because their season yeah. ended before some other teams too. Like I think they ended on Sunday. Yeah. yeah. And so, you have them having a couple days off. They're rusty. You think, okay, they'll shake it off in the third quarter, just like Philly did. You think it'll get over. And Memphis just kept their foot on the gas. This was, like, almost the opposite of fatigue. It kind of feels like the game one that Portland had against the Lakers last year, mm-hmm. where they were just riding off of that plan, so they just came out and took game one. Absolutely. Just felt just like they're, that. They're hot. They're running off adrenaline, like you uh, said before with the injury. Like, there's a... They're hot, bro. Yep. And then especially you coming in and playing the best team in the NBA. You coming to smack them in the mouth. And that's exactly what they did. And I think if there's anything that we can take away from the West, the first games, it's it's hard to overreact to one game in a seven-game series, especially the first one, right? It's really hard. Mm. We had three lower seeds win. Memphis has an 8, Dallas has a 5, Portland has a 6. The Portland game was a dominant win. Yeah. Denver is clearly missing Jamal Murray. And we spoke about that. It's going to be tough, bro. It's going to be really tough for them to really get anything going. Like, you still get 34 from Jokic, and I mean, of and course. That's, and that's uh, your league MVP you know right there. You know you're getting that. Exactly. Like... Michael Porter and Aaron Gordon showed up. So, you're getting it from who you need to, but they lied so heavily on Jamal Murray. So, not having him is going to be tough, man. Not only that, but you can't you can't come into a game and give up 35 points in the first and 38 points in the third and expect to win. 
No. You just can't do that. No. Especially to Damian Lillard and company. Yeah, and, you know, they let Carmelo get hot early, and he, he didn't play a, a whole lot of, of minutes in this game. He played about half the game. But he had 18 points, and I think he hit, like, three or four threes in a row at one point. Yeah, because Denver was booing him. <laughs> and he just unlocked a superpower. Like, why are you guys so mad? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. And... Like, and I relax. think a really cool thing to see with this team, too, is in years past, you, you've seen Dame, like, rely on guys like Cantor and stuff, and he's never really had, like, true shooters around him. Mm-hmm. He has an NBA champion on his team now in, in Norman Powell who knows what it takes. Robert Covington is a great defender. And at times a good shooter. He doesn't shoot a whole lot on Portland now, which is actually kind of nice. He's kind of just converted into a catch-and-shoot kind of a guy. Mm-hmm. This is the best Dame team around him we've seen. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. And it's just not the Blazers that you've seen in the past. This is not, like, all homegrown talents that you're hoping kind of work and you, you, you root for them, but they make buckets. No, this is – they went out and got some guys – I mean, Nurkic is finally healthy, and Cantor's their back. That's a huge thing. Yeah, that's a huge thing. And then Anthony Simons, like, he dropped 14. Yeah, and, and that, that, that's what you want from the young Exactly, boy. and that's the only homegrown guy really still here outside of the main two and CJ and Dame. It, yeah. They kind of veered away from that, and I think that's the maybe the thing that could push them to a run and they've they've made runs in the past they've gone they went seven against denver a couple years ago and that was a great series to me with the way the playoffs are set up and who's good and who's hot right now right the west is fully up for grabs fully i'm not gonna disagree with that the only team in the west that i don't think can make a run is memphis like a real run. I think Memphis could maybe yeah, because steal, it, steal a series against Utah if they have a really good next game and steal both games away. But yeah, I don't like them beating either the Clippers or the Mavericks. No, I don't either. And honestly, the Mavericks might come out and do something spicy against the Clippers, which is also so. bizarre because I don't. That team is just so weirdly built. They're playing really well right now, but I don't understand it at all. I mean, hey, <laughs> if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. It is what it is. But uh, Luca's dope. You know what you're going to get from him. And then you're getting 21 out of Tim Hardaway Jr.? Excuse me? <laughs> all right, cool. Run it. Go ahead, Tim. Go ahead. Go, go run crazy, it. Go crazy, Tim. Go crazy. And now you want a little bit more than 14 out of Kristaps, but I mean, hey, make it happen. Definitely make it Luka happen. Luca was hitting big shots yeah. all game, too. Yeah. The whole game. This was not a fourth quarter. And I mean, the whole game. And for the Clippers, outside of the obvious two, PG and Kawhi, like, you get 11 out of Batum and Rondo, and then 10 out of Bev, and then you're. <laughs> You're not really getting much. Well, and that's really been the story all year for the Clippers. Like, where is it going to come from if it's... Exactly. Because you know those guys are going to get theirs, right, to an extent. But where is it coming from when it's not there? And 
you want Morris to be more active in the game and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, like four points in thirty two minutes. Come on, bro. Yeah, because that we know you're better. That's than their that. third guy, realistically. Yeah, and it's not like he was really doing anything else on the stat line, like two rebounds and assists, two blocks. Like, you need more than that, bro. You need more than that. And if that's what you're given, you're you're not making it out of the first round. Yeah. Like even Ibaka, like you're you're not gonna get too much out of Ibaka, but and again, this is a defensive team, right? Exactly. But you gotta put up points in the playoffs, and somebody's got to step up and be that third guy. Mm-hmm. Somebody's just got to. And do you want it to be Patrick Beverly or Rajon Rondo? I mean, if they'll do it, I'll, you'll take it. You'll take it. Not happy but... about it. <laughs> Not happy about it at all. No. But, yeah, I, I could definitely see Dallas stealing one. I mean, they, they stole a game, but I, I could see them stealing the series. Yeah, I, I, I Especially agree. after last year's. And, and like I just said, I think the West is just kind of wide open, it feels like. Especially mm-hmm. with the way because... these games went. And then the only one that feels weird is, like, this Phoenix-Lakers one because yeah. you feel like the Lakers are probably the better team, even though they're the seventh seed, right? They're finally healthy, all that. But then they come out in game one and just looked like they didn't care. Exactly how they looked all first half against the Warriors. It looks like they didn't care. And usually with LeBron teams, we, we talked about this as well. Like, the first game of a, a series, you, you could almost automatically chop, chalk it up as an L. But this just felt different, bro. It felt different. Like, it, it just, I, I don't know. It's hard to explain. Like you said, it's just weird, bro. It's weird. Because you would think... All right, you're coming off the chip. You you want to set a little bit of a tone for the playoffs, especially being where you are, being the seven seed. You're going up against a two seed. Like, you want to set the tone for it. And then you get smacked. You straight up get smacked. Like, LeBron drops 18. Anthony Davis drops 13. You, you can't have that from your two superstars. And then Devin Booker dropping 34. And and, know, and the Anthony Davis one was, like, particularly concerning, to me at least. He looked bad. Yeah. He looked 5 for 16. And not just the percentage or anything. Just, he, he felt like such of a lack of a presence, which is just the opposite. Like, the whole reason Anthony Davis is so good is because he's such a commanding force when he's on the court. He's a big dude that mm-hmm. can dribble and pull up from anywhere and... Get a board, play great defense. I didn't feel like Not that. even a little bit. And then when you got his counterpart, DeAndre Ayton, going 10 for 11 with 21. Like, you got to deal with a big body early. So it's not like it's just going to be a cakewalk for him. So he got a, he got a lot down. You're not going up against a slouch on the other side. Yeah, and, and boy, have those two kind of become a great duo. Uh, Booker and Aiton. Mm-hmm. And then obviously you add CP to that. Dude. Yeah, and, that, and that's where all this... Story, story tells itself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's where all this, like, ready-to-win mentality came from right away, obviously, with this team, because it's such a big turnaround. And and you can really see it in the other guys, right? It's We knew on... Uh, 
not Andre. DeAndre and Booker were, were good, and we knew they were getting better every year. We kind of know what they're about. But what Chris Paul has done for guys like Cameron Payne, who's playing like quality minutes now, and he's been just an insanely good defender, which he's been his whole career, but even more so. Mm-hmm. And then a guy like Bridges, who has really stepped up in terms of his defensive ability. and not He's always been a good athlete, but he's like ready for the moment now. Yeah. That's the Chris Paul effect. And it's it just keeps going back to the bubble last year, going eight and zero, trying to fight for a spot, and you just don't get there. And and now, obviously, you add CP, and these guys know what they could do. They know they got the talent. They know they got the team. You just put all that together, and I mean, look at what what they've done. And it's hard to think that they can't keep on doing that as long as people are producing. So, and we got a CP injury as well. So, I'm interested to see how that affects the series. He says that no doubt he's playing all that. It did look like it was bothering him a little bit with his shoulder. So, we'll see what happens with that. Because he was on and off the court during that Laker game. Yeah, we'll we'll see what kind of happens with that. If the Lakers are healthy, I have full confidence in them. This is not like a death sentence of any sort. And I know, and I know the Lakers no, are the no, seventh no. seed. And I st- I still think that LeBron's not gonna nah, you, hold. Yeah, you you can't hold too much weight on the seventh seed. Like in reality, this is like a two three matchup, <laughs> which is annoying, but fun for us. Yeah. I'm happy. Yeah, absolutely. Give me that. Uh, there's we talked about the Wizards game a little bit. There's not a whole lot else to talk about. Like the Nets game. That's not even going to be a good series. I don't think Boston wins up winning a game. No Jalen Brown. Yeah. I, I'm just not convinced. And you're finally getting the big three together. <laughs> so, good luck. Good and, luck, Boston. And they look and they look they good. Look, yeah, they look good. So, like obviously Boston got off to a hot start. Cool. You're going up against the Nets. You want to come out? Yeah, hot. a lot of a lot of adrenaline. But they, they, yeah, they but could, once that second half uh, ended and yeah. you know. when you're playing your little brother and you don't want him to quit yeah. in the first half, so you you have him keep it close. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, not not much going with that. Series. No, but then you have the two best series, which are going to be really good series: Milwaukee and Miami. Miami forced OT and gave. Milwaukee everything they could handle and Jimmy Butler did not play well and Bam Adebayo did not play well Mm-mm. takes a Chris Middleton but, contested mid-range jumper to ice it in OT bro that was nuts I had to call Julian right before uh, the fourth quarter ended like bro this game is ridiculous bro and when you got four people on the Bucks. Almost dropping a twenty. They're balling, but man. And then uh, Duncan Robinson showed up too, which is dope. Duncan and Dragic. Yeah, and I mean Miami. Size, it's it's so. easy to forget that Miami has a really good roster. Miami does have a really good roster. It's really easy to forget that, but because of the way they started this year, so everybody kind of just wrote them off, and now that. They ended up playing so well down the stretch and getting to the spot that they're in. 
people are kind of like you said they just forget about it and that's that's the really fun thing about the the eastern conference right now those three teams four five and six new york atlanta and miami were all really okay at the beginning of the year atlanta miami were bad to start the year and all of them had really good runs towards the end once they got healthy right Mm-hmm. Knicks wants to get the Rose, Atlanta, Miami when they got healthy. And these teams are all hot coming into the playoffs. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hot. And so, obviously, the Heat are down now against a better team in Milwaukee. It's going to be an uphill sled, especially when you, you know, you, you have a game that you could have stolen when you maybe didn't deserve it. Again, Jimmy didn't play the best ba- brand of basketball. So you really wish you could have stolen this type of game when it was right there. Yeah. And they almost did. They almost did. Ooh. But that's going to be the best series, I think. I think that'll be the best series. That and the the Lakers-Phoenix series, I think, are going to be the best ones. Yeah, that, that's what we were saying last week. And so far, we're right on par. Yeah. And let me tell you, the next best game all weekend was this Knicks-Atlanta game. Whoo! That game was hot. In a game where both of these teams started out looking terrible, it really got good in that fourth quarter, and it just became Alec Burks versus Trey Young. Yeah, after that first quarter, like, there wasn't a lead bigger than, like, four points. Yeah. Like, it was tight the whole game after that initial start, bro. And it was just, it was coming in bundles. It was coming in bundles. It was like... Six-point runs back and forth to the head. Yeah, bro. Momentum was just uh, impossible to, to keep hold of in this game. And, and the Garden was rocking. Yeah, it was the biggest NBA crowd since COVID started. The biggest indoor gathering in New York since COVID started. There was a gigantic vaccinated section. I mean, this was as loud of an atmosphere as there's been in sports. In a long it just time. felt so right. Like, you had spike going nuts you had tracy morgan doing the cabbage patch it just felt right bro it went nuts and and then trey young comes in at that end of the game and makes that end Mm. real quick real quick but Mm. that's gonna be a good series though julius randall did not play very well in this game and He's gonna turn that around. He he's gonna be the most improved player in this league for a reason. He'll turn it around. He'll be okay. Yeah, I'm not I'm not worried about his game one. I think this is gonna go seven. Like, Just off that game. This is going seven. I still have it at six. I think uh you guys will bounce back. Atlanta gets one more in Atlanta and I think that's it. Uh I think that's it. Okay. Now, I don't think any of those games are going to be a cakewalk. Though. That's fair. I, I think we're in store for a lot more of what we saw last night. And let me tell you. But I got to say. This is a, if, if last night was any indication, this is going to be a very, very fun series. That if you didn't watch that game, watch the rest of them. I mean, just forget about just that series. If these game ones are any indication about how this playoff is going to go. Mm. Yeah, honestly. Like, pl- there were two blowouts. That's it. Like We've had some nice games, bro. Yeah. And I'm hyped. I am too. I am too. 
I'm hoping for Dame to get the the support he needs. That's what I'm really hoping for a Dame run this year. There's never been a year quite like this where like Portland's kind of primed for it. Everything seems right. Yeah, and if all things are great, you look at a Portland potentially Los Angeles matchup, and Dame gets a revenge from the bubble last year. So that would be interesting. Absolutely. Be nice and spicy. I'm here for that. Nice. A lot of good matchups all across the board, no no matter which way you spin it. Yeah, these games are hidden. Like, (laughs) I'm over here just looking into the future, but what we got now is sick, what we could potentially have is sick, and then even down the road. So, it's a lot of fun stuff. It's fun stuff. And like I said, these games are hidden, but some people in the MLB aren't. No. Two teams aren't. Three, really, if you're counting them. To this point in the MLB, there have been six no-hitters. How many teams, though? Including two from last week, right? Two two no-hitters last week. Six no-hitters total, but only three teams have been no-hit. Hold on. Say that one more time for the people in the back. In six games, teams have been no-hit, but only three teams have been. Mm. 18 innings of no-hit baseball from the Seattle mm. Mariners, the Cleveland mm. Indians, and the Texas mm. Rangers. Mm. 18 innings without a hit. Bad. Not consecutive, obviously, but 18 innings. I'm, I'm sure it felt consecutive <laughs> for the hearts of the players and fans. Because that is just as demoralizing as it gets. It's bad enough getting no-hit once. It is. It's bad it's enough. Bad. You get one season, you you hold that feeling for the next, like, three years. They had to just bounce right. We're only two months into the season. So it's not like they've had a whole season to deal with this. Like, a couple months, you go through the All-Star break, you're at home with your family, you're chilling, having hot dogs, you're chilling. This is within the course of a couple of weeks that you're just bad. And it's tough. It is so tough. Our condolences to your three, three. Yeah, no all, all the Mariners, no, no hitties. All the Mariners, <laughs> Rangers, and Indians fans. This is a safe space. Let it out. Let us know how you're feeling. Let us know how you're feeling. How does it feel to have Rodon, John Means, Corey Kluber, Wade Miley, and Spencer Turnbill shut you down for nine straight? Doesn't feel good. Can't feel good. <laughs> Cannot feel Garrett Cole DeGrom shuts you down for seven innings. Pfft, chalk it up. You, you live with yeah, that. Yeah, it's tough. Spencer Turnbull. You live with that. He was a great prospect. He hasn't had a good MLB career. That can't. Wait, Miley? We forgot he was even in the league. We genuinely forgot he was in the league. I did not Corey know Gluber? he was <laughs> he, He's filling out his pension papers. <laughs> Like, now Rodon and John Means are really good. Throw that out there. Yeah. Those are, those guys are good. They're, they're studs. Don't care though. Come on, be better. Do better. Do better. Speaking of do better, mm. we've gotten really good turnarounds from these teams that were supposed to be good this year, right? Padres started mm-hmm. oh, okay. Dodgers were in a rough patch for a hot second there. 
Oh yeah, that that was looking. They tough. were looking bad. the The Yankees were looking terrible to start the year at five and ten, and the Rays were pretty pedestrian, honestly, for a while there. Now all of those teams that I just mentioned, twenty eight or more wins. All all Makes nine sense. games over five hundred. All of them Absolutely are in first insane. place. The Yankees are the only one not, and the Dodgers are a half a game out, and the Yankees are a half a game out. Yeah, the the AL East is AL wild. East and is the NL West is wild too. You can't sit here and forget about the Giants of San Francisco, boy. And it, they're sitting at twenty eight wins too. The only reason I am forgetting about the Giants is because they've kind of just ran into a wall where they played the Dodgers a bunch of times this last couple of days and. Uh, yeah, Dodgers. now they're on a three-game lo- losing streak. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> look at that. Look how that turns, right? You get swept by the Dodgers, yep. now you're two games back of them. Or one, they're only one game. Yeah, back the, the the Padres are on a nine-win streak. The Dodgers are on a seven-gamer. Also, the Padres oh. get Tatis back late last week, and he just mm. immediately comes back and does Tatis things. I think he has four home runs this since is he's been back. He had two last night with a grand slam. Slam Diego has a chain now, like the University of Miami with the turnover chain. It's the home run chain. He got spinners on it. Amazing. It's actually incredible. The, the, this is the second time Tatis has missed time and then come back and just went on tear. It's incredible. The kid's good. I saw a really bad tweet that said, Mike Trout better hurry back because the gap is closing. I mean, it's not closing, not even a little bit. I don't care how good Tatis has been this last year or last year. Don't we're, care. We're worried about the gap closing with Otani and what he's doing right now. It's not closing because that's that that's just and just a mythical creature in itself. Yeah, and Otani's he's not leading the league anymore because Acuna comes back from his injury and he starts hitting walk off bombs. Yeah, he had two of them this week. Two. You know who else had two walk-offs? This this Adolis Garcia kid. If you don't know who he is, you better start finding out. This kid is special over there in Texas. Yeah. He is second in, in the American League in home runs. Actually, no, he's tied. He's tied for first in home runs. He has 14. He's tied with Shohei. Look at that. Two walk-offs against the Houston Astros. The Texans, not the Texans, the Rangers sweep the Astros this weekend to kind of keep their season floating, which I don't even know why they're trying to do, but here they are. Just throw it in the bag. Speaking of throw it in the bag. Uh Uh-oh. Can the Angels please just get rid of Mike Trout? Just trade him. (laughs) It's time. It's time. Just do it. You can't tell me that they have the mo- maybe the most talented player of all time in Mike Trout. Maybe the most gifted player ever in Shohei Otani. And the best, second best, maybe third best third baseman in Anthony Rendon over there. Yeah. And Jared Walsh is playing his butt off over at first base. Let's not forget that. And you're seven games under? And their excuses right now is going to be Trout's hurt, so we can't do nothing with him. We can't do nothing with the, with the team. 
It's like, damn. So now he's just stuck in this cesspool of an organization. But here's my thing, right? You can't be mm-hmm. seven and a half games back of the Oakland Athletics when their best player has been Ramon Laureano. <laughs> you just can't have that. I love Laureano. He's fantastic. You can't be seven and a half games back of that team when you have Mike Trout and Shohei and Rendon. Can't. Like, just give us one good year so we could just see what it looks like. So somebody could think about coming to L.A. But no. They don't want to. They, they don't want to. Sign a picture. Comfortable Sign a picture. being bad. Like, I don't understand how you can have the best players in the world. Because you, you can add a healthy Otani to that. Because there's not many who could be better than Otani when he's at his height from what we've seen so far. And we haven't seen too much of it because of injuries. But, again, healthy Otani, healthy Trout. How do you not add to that? Well, and 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 think and look at it like this: like, there's free agent pitchers that come out every offseason. Joe Musgrove was a free agent this year. Could have gotten, could have went out and got him. Uh, Jay Happ, you could have went and signed him. And I, these are not guys that are. I mean, Musgrove's been really good, but like Happ, uh, Jameson Tyone, like Corey Kluber, these are guys that aren't world beaters, but. They're win- just pretend they're that winning you're games. Yeah, just pretend. Try to make a move. If it works out, amazing. You're a great, smart, genius organization. Talented, Keep handsome, on doing yeah. it. All that. Talented. All that. If it messes up, okay. You try. But if you don't do it at all, and it's just the same product on the field, Mike Trout batting 500, Otani doing this nonsense that we've never seen before, do something. Please. That's all we want. We're not asking for a lot. It's, n- it's nice try. that these aren't Yankee rants anymore. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're past that. <laughs> we're past that. The Yankees are great. <laughs> Out of nowhere. We're, we're just on a cloud right now with this last week of Yankee baseball. 35 consecutive innings of shutout starting pitcher baseball from the Yankees. 35 consecutive innings without a run from a starter. But we were told that was their weak point this year. <laughs> That's all. That's <laughs> all. That's I'm done. That's <laughs> it. That's it. And all, all the woes we had defensively have just managed to evaporate too. And Tyler Wade it turns out to be a platinum glover. But that that's another story for another that's time. That's another story for another time. The only real issue here still with the Yankees is they are in the bottom half of the league when it comes to runs scored. And I think and I yeah. think they're like seventy runs less scored than the Red Sox. They're also a half game behind them, so who cares? <laughs> so who cares, who cares, right? Who cares? And it is about the time of the year where you start to look at the standings. We're we're fifty games in. Which makes no sense. Zooming. We're zooming. It's been fun. It has been fun. It's going fast. Before we head out of here, Mm Brett, I got a question for you. You got a question for me? Do I have to answer? I hope you will. You hope I will. Okay. Well, what's your question? Can you name this athlete? Ooh. Let's see. Well, what you got? 
So this guy is in the playoffs, right? In the playoffs. The NBA playoffs. So, ba- so it's basketball. So basketball. 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 Oh. Okay. He's out here. 14 4 a game. This is for this regular season. Regular season. 14 4 a game. Okay. 1.2 blocks. 10 and a half rebounds. On, what is it? 60. 64% shooting. 63% huh. shooting. Hmm. Who you got for me? Who do you think this is? So 14 for a game. 63%, 10 boards, 10 and a half boards, and a block point two. Huh. Playoff team. Narrows it a little bit. Just a little bit. Just a tad bit. But but not at all. <laughs> it got to be a little role player, but not little because he's, he's getting boards and getting a block a game. So he's got to be a, he got to have some size on him. So we could cancel out all the point guards and all the two guards, right? In theory, the only like the that. only reason you can is because Russ is never shooting sixty three percent. That's the only reason. And he's definitely put up more than fourteen. Yeah, fourteen. Yeah, yeah. Um, hmm. Give you one more hint. He's in the West. My before you even said West, my pick was going to be jay crowder jay crowder yes yikes okay let's let's recalibrate everything recalibrate 14 for a game on 63 (laughs) percent shooting with 10 boards is really really good you are a very very good player you're borderline all-star right (laughs) okay jay crowder is not that same team though deandre ayton same DeAndre Ayton. Kind of feels low on the points, right? Yeah. that That's why I kind of led towards a Jay Crowder type of player. I, I know the 60-plus percent field goal percentage was up there, but, I mean, hey, maybe I missed something. Yeah, so he's that's his career high in percentage. Uh, okay. He's on his career low of points, but that's also with the addition of Chris Paul. Just obviously taking a lot of shots away from him, and yeah, he's also a career. I high mean, at the line, it, it so. makes it makes sense because he went ten for eleven on this first game, had eighteen rebounds. So the percentage and the rebounds definitely match up. So I like it, right? I like it, and and this is this is the new DeAndre Ayton, the duo over there. He's been really good, he's staying the- off the weed. <sighs> Hopefully. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't matter anymore. Go ahead and smoke do, it up, big do fella. Do, big fella. Um, <laughs> it don't even matter. He's been really good for this team. He's been great in the pick and roll. The numbers feel yeah. weird to see because when you watch him, he's so dominant. Yeah. But this is kind of the type of career he's etched himself into. He's going to be a 14 to 21 kind of point guy for his career is what it seems like. Unless he develops a three-pointer, which I doubt he will. Yeah, I'm maybe nah, uh, like that. That's a that's three. a late career renaissance type deal. That's that's one of those let making me make three. a roster type of. Type <laughs> yeah, deal. and he's making three a season. <laughs> but just finds him in the corner. DeAndre Ayton puts cool it up. Cool little, 
cool little line that I feel like a lot of people didn't really know how he was actually doing this year. Had a good year. 63% yeah. really good. Those are good numbers. And, I mean, don't sleep on 14 a game. No, that's still – you're pulling up some good ones. So, shout out. Absolutely. That, that gets you to the two seed. That gets you to face LeBron in the first round. <laughs> Yikes. But thank you guys so much All- for listening. We got a lot of playoffs to go. We're, we're approaching the halfway mark in the MLB season, slowly but surely. MLB has been a lot of fun. NBA playoffs are in action. We got a whole another month plus of that. We're hoping there's more New York playoff basketball in the future because that was electric. Oh, yeah. Got anything for me, Bert? Nah, not much. As you know the deal, you know where to go, at underscore the spectators, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Make sure, make sure you guys are listening to this on Monday. Tomorrow going to be Tuesday, the 25th of May. Go check out our YouTube, subscribe, because... We got a vlog for you. Dude. We got a vlog for you. New video and tomorrow. It's dope. Yeah, new video tomorrow. It's a good video. It's a fun time. Get, so, get to see the spectators. Tell your mammy. Tell your pappy. Tell your brother. Tell your sister. Tell your cousin. Tell everybody. The spectators got a vlog coming out tomorrow on YouTube. Go subscribe. Go like. Go comment. Go share. Do the whole nine. Go follow us. <laughs> Show us some love. Because we love you. And we appreciate you. It's true. Y'all dope. Thank you guys again. Go do all that. Look out for the video tomorrow. We'll be back with you guys next Monday for more Spectators Talk. Until then, later, everybody. Later, everybody. Be safe. Peace.